0: Hey everybody! Uh, it's been a while since I made a, another podcast. This is going to be my third podcast officially. Uh, I'm so glad that I'm getting such positive feedback from the community. Uh, when I started this podcast, it was more of a project, and I'm so glad that I'm seeing some progress from it. And so I appreciate everyone's support. I've gotten a message or two of people telling me you encouraging me things like that. So I just want to know before I start getting to into uh whatever to say that you all are highly appreciated and I thank you so much. Now on to the topic for today. I of course as everyone knows by now the entire world knows there is a huge, huge huge deal going on in America about racial injustice and police brutality. Uh I'm going to speak on the events of George Floyd um, and some past events too, including Tamir Rice and also Trayvon. Those are uh, a few examples. Um, uh, I, I really wanted to you know, encourage people and find a way to put my voice out there and create a way for others to know that they are not alone. And by making another podcast, I feel that's the best way I can do that and use my powers and abilities of my voice, you know, as far as speaking, because many of you who know me know that I can talk a lot. Uh, and I decided to put that to the city. So without further ado, here we go. So the first part of what I want to say is there are a lot of people, Black people specifically, who are uh, taking to the city as some would say in minneapolis many uh, oh my gosh my my pronunciation taken to the city of minneapolis and uh they are destroying buildings rioting they're looting as well and someone uh made a post on instagram that i saw it really caught my attention it said that you know just because we are dealing with a time of injustice and everything doesn't mean looting is required or anything like that, and then they also said that you know Martin Luther King was a peaceful protester. He marched. He didn't fight. He didn't cause violence. And one thing I thought was, well, multiple people have come before King, and multiple people had come after King, and they had done peaceful protesters pr- protesting. They have marched. They have done, God knows what, gone to every length possible that they could to be peaceful. And those people got tear gassed, they got pepper sprayed in the face, hosed down, the dogs were set on them, everything. These people were injured, some of them beyond repair. Some people lost limbs, some people might even lost their life all because they were choosing to protest peacefully. And at this point, I believe it is time for us as black America, as colored America to say no more because a lot of the time people look at us and they say, Oh, we're violent people. We are you know, always filled with rage, stuff like that. There have been uh, multiple things said about us. And I think it's time that we bring their wishes or what they say about us to fruition. Because at this point we have done all that we could to make sure that we didn't cause any trouble for anybody. We just wanted our point hurt. And now we've gotten to the point where we're a little bit fed up with that. And I can understand that. On the other hand, I don't like the fact that we are looting and destroying these black-owned businesses. There was a video I saw on Instagram once again uh, of a man who had gotten his building or, uh, yeah, I think he owned a restaurant or a small business. He had gotten his building broken into. It was completely destroyed. They stole his computer. They stole all, all the cash in there. They took everything. And during a riot, he... he he stood out in the middle of the street and called out to the people who were currently rioting and brought attention to this. He said, and uh, I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said that I'm I'm black too. I'm an African-American too. I stand with the cause, but don't damage the things that us African-Americans have worked for because then your marches for nothing. If we take to the streets and we decide that we're gonna destroy the whole city, we have to remember that we are hurting our own brothers and sisters as well. There is a level of caution that needs to be uh, taken into account when it comes to doing stuff like this, taking drastic measures and doing stuff like this because you don't know who you're affecting. Now that's one thing I wanted to point out, one thing I wanted to bring to attention. Another thing is uh, to my Caucasian Anglo-Saxon brethren, so to speak. I, I, for those of you who stand with us, I want you to know that you are very well appreciated. I made a post on my uh, on the official piece of my Instagram and I uh, talked about that. So if you want to know more about uh, how I feel on that specific matter, please look at that post. But I'm going to talk a little bit about that here as well. As far as those who stand with us, I am so glad that we have white people who actually support our cause not just saying, oh yeah, I'm with you, but actually putting it out there into public, getting it known to your friends and your family members that this is a real issue that real people deal with, not just black people, Indians, Native Americans, Asians, every person of color that inhabits America has dealt with some kind of oppression, some kind of injustice in this country and it's not right at all. How is it that, uh, uh, I, I, once again, I'm gonna refer to a post I saw, How is it that I see see a a Caucasian woman, or girl, young girl, she walks up to a school and uh, she's graduating. She's got an AR-10 strapped to her back and on her cap it says, try and take it from me. And she's got a gun on her back and it's just, you know, she's approached and she's celebrated for uh, um, expressing her freedom to carry or whatnot, as far as, you know, presenting it in that way. But Tamir Rice, had a toy gun and was shot in his chest and killed not even you know directly displaying it publicly just having it and he was killed but this white girl is here she's standing here in front of a school with uh, now I'm pretty sure the gun was a prop but the point is she had what looked to be a real gun and she had it in her graduation post and no one said anything about it You can't tell me that white privilege doesn't exist because not only have I seen it on Instagram, social media, stuff like that, I've seen it in person. There have been many times where I've been speculated of doing something, let's say, in the classroom just for the mere fact that I'm black. No, the teacher didn't say it, but it was clearly obvious. It wasn't obvious to me then because I was younger and much more naive to the fact that white privilege existed, that injustice existed. But now that I am quote, unquote, woke per se. I won't say, I don't like using the word woke because I feel like it has different meanings for different people. But for this reason, I'll use it and use it only. I feel as if I've become awakened to that fact that white privilege is something that does not only exist, but it reigns supreme in our current community. A black family can move into a neighborhood and everyone becomes fearful of all the people there are wondering if they have a a criminal in the family, wondering if anybody is associated with gangs, stuff like that. And I just don't see why my skin color has to automatically label me as being something. That's like me saying a white man wearing glasses and a business business suit is automatically an accountant. It's not right. No matter how you put it, no matter how you stamp it, no matter how much you doll it up, it's not right on anyone's terms. And I see a lot of black people giving a lot of racial hate towards white people. I understand. I really do. The, the the way we all feel towards them. But it doesn't make us any better to do what they did to us, to them. Okay? We have to be better than that as a people. We have to show them that we are above what they think of us. Because if we stoop down to their level, if we submit to what they want us to be then we are no better than what we're fighting for the black lives matter movement would be for nothing we don't we're not teaching them that our lives matter we're actually giving them something to fear now and i understand the power in that the 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 way we see it the way we see it as hey I'm, i'm finally making a mark i'm finally making a statement but at what cost I don't think people understand the amount of damage that is gonna be inflicted on the world after the events of 2020. I don't p- think people understand that. And we talk about slavery and we talk about the past and how we've been so affected, so hurt, so you know, abused and everything. That is a definite truth that I'll never argue. But another definite truth that I'll, I will never argue is also the fact that we are all still people. We are all still hurt. We are all still able to get hurt. If my brother comes to me, I have a brother, if you did not know. If my little brother comes to me and slaps me on the face and I slap him back. Both of us are hurt at the end of the day. Both of us will probably get in trouble at the end of the day as well. And you know what? Nothing will have changed because he's still going to find some reason to justify why he slapped me. And I'm going to find a reason to justify why I slapped him. And it's going to end out in what we call war. Someone at the beginning of the year, around January, uh, I want to say mid-January, yeah, someone started a trend where they started talking about how World War III was going to be this year. I don't think they knew how right they were, just in a simple joke. No, this war isn't going to be fought with guns. It's not going to be fought with explosives. It's not going to be fought with tanks. This war is going to be fought with blood and tears and pain and suffering and sorrow. This is a war beyond what we know. This is beyond physical warfare. Mentally, we are all at our breaking point. At at this point, we've been in quarantine for almost three months. Not much has changed. You know, some businesses are reopening. But there are still people out there who are suffering. People out there who don't have jobs anymore. And I just... Something in me, something in all of us, wants to be able to just snap their fingers and make everything okay. And I wish, I pray to God, that one day that'll be a reality. But right now, not black people, not white people, Indian, Asian, whatnot. We, as the world, need to get our stuff together. It's, it's time out for all this racial prejudice, all this social prejudice, all this hatred in the world. I know for one thing, i I probably, I definitely won't have kids for a while, but this is not a world I want to bring them into. I don't want to have to tell my, my three-year-old son that he has to be quiet in public and not act like a child because of some white woman is staring at him and could possibly call the police on him and end, he ends up getting shot. I don't want to have to live in that world. I don't want to be forced to live in that world because of the faults of somebody's ancestor. I'm sick and tired of living as a, a person who has free will, unable to use it. I'm sick and tired of having the same fear my ancestors did. I'm going I'm to tell you the truth right now. Two nights ago, I was riding in the car with my family. We were headed home after uh, going out to eat. As we were going home, we saw a police car. Now, the police car was just sitting there, but it, it just the mere sight of it scared everyone in the car. My dad immediately said, everybody sit back, stay still, don't move at all. He started driving very slow. This is beyond slow. slower than I've ever seen him drive. Nothing happened at that moment. We get on down the road. We pull up near a Popeye's. I believe we uh, we come to a stop sign or a stoplight, whatever, and a police car is currently pulling out of the Popeyes and turns his lights on in front of us. And at that moment, my body froze. I shut down. I could not move. I couldn't breathe. I felt stuck. And all I could think was, "God, I don't want to die tonight." Isn't that something? The red, white, and blue is supposed to be a symbol of peace, a symbol of freedom, a symbol of hope. But the only thing I saw when I saw those red and blue lights flash was my death. And I'm not being overly dramatic. I'm telling you exactly how I felt in that moment. Glory be to God, nothing happened that night. We didn't get pulled over, but the car in front of us did. And I, it, it, obviously... When I looked in the car, the person was black. It was an African-American female, I believe, driving the vehicle. And I I just wanted so desperately for my dad to pull over behind that cop car just to make sure that nothing happened. Not to get out, not to approach the police officer or anything, but just to sit there and be a witness to anything that was going to happen at night. We weren't able to because there were just too many people in the car and it was not worth the risk. But another car was... Another person in the car was gracious enough to do what we were not able to do in that moment. They pulled up behind that police car and they stayed in the car. They made sure that nothing happened to that person. Now, I didn't see what happened after that, but I know that nothing was on the news, nothing was reported. And I pray that everything helped, uh, ended up turning out okay. But it, it, it it's a shame that the people who are supposed to be responsible for protecting us, for leading us, ensuring our family's safety are the ones who are taking fathers from their children putting mothers in jail needlessly just because of the color of their skin shooting young men because they have hoodies on and happen to be walking in a nice neighborhood when i was little i don't think there's anything i wanted more than to be a firefighter or a police officer I wanted to be a hero when I, when I was little, younger, I would have to say, because I'm still little and some people. That was all I wanted, I wanted to be a hero. And I wish that I still had that childlike optimism in my mind, but even now as a 15 year old, I have to sit here and talk to people about people, cops, police officers, killing African Americans just for the sheer fact that they're black. Instead of having that childlike optimism, whimsical hope, beyond belief, I don't have that anymore. This system that we live in has stripped that away from not only me, but every other teen and child in America right now. Instead of thinking of the beauty of life, all the innocence in the world has been stripped, and now we have to think about how George Floyd wasn't even gunned to death. He didn't get that liberty. That would have been better than him being suffocated, slowly murdered by a man's knee. And now that very man is not only under police protection, but he's also under suicide watch. My mom said something to me once. She said that anybody... ...who feels the need to commit suicide is a coward... ...and I absolutely believe that. There's no easy way out... ...and there's, there shouldn't even be a thought. I don't care what he says... ...there was no reason to justify killing that man. Nothing he did on that day... ...justified him being dead... I hate to get so deep on this podcast. I really meant for this to be something very pleasant for everyone to listen to. But right now is not a pleasant time. And I apologize for that. I apologize to the world for what it's done to itself, for what we've done to it. Yeah, we're all in quarantine because of COVID-19. But human, the human race, I'll say it, is the disease. I thank you all for listening. I'm so happy to share my thoughts and opinions with you. Please send me your feedback. I enjoy it so much. I enjoy hearing from you all. Uh, Also, don't don't hesitate to give video ideas. I'm sorry, not video ideas, podcast ideas. You know, I, I love to talk about some topics that you think are very important. And I appreciate you all for tuning in today. Thank you so much.